Our energy goes into creating that environment, making it easy, especially for startups, because a lot of them are um, very resource strained. And what we want to do is give them a level playing field. Welcome to Startup Health Now, the podcast where we celebrate the entrepreneurs and innovators reimagining health. I'm Logan Plaster. Typically on this show, we get into the details of health tech, bringing you interviews with founders who are disrupting a particular slice of the healthcare pie. Last week, it was all about long COVID with Responsum Health. And the week before that, we talked about type 2 diabetes with Verta Health. Today, we're going more big picture and pointing the spotlight back at ourselves in order to share a bit of startup health news. So last week, or January 18th, 2022, if you're listening to this later, Startup Health announced a new multi-year partnership with the company Health, spelled H-L-T-H. Over the last few years, Health has become the leading platform for bringing together the health ecosystem, particularly around innovation, entrepreneurship, technology, and investing. For our part, Startup Health has been uniting and supporting health tech entrepreneurs for a decade, bringing together thousands of CEOs, investors, and entrepreneurs each year around health moonshot goals. So it's a natural and complementary fit to team up with health to bring this ecosystem together in the name of speeding up global health goals. The partnership will kick off at Vive in Miami in March, an event that health is throwing in partnership with Chime, the College of Health Information Management Executives. Then we'll be back at it again in November, partnering on health's flagship event in Las Vegas. In order to understand more about the partnership, I sat down with Rich Scarfo, president of Health. In addition to hearing his take on the recent news, we get to hear some more stories about what it has been like to be in the event business during COVID-19 and how Health has been able to thrive in the face of some daunting challenges. Enjoy. Rich Scarfo, president at Health. Thanks so much for taking the time with me today and tell me a bit about what you're working on. So we're bringing a new industry event to market called Vive. It'll be in Miami Beach, March 6th through 9th. And it is bringing together uh, the health ecosystem focused on the business of hospital systems and has a strong demographic focus on C-suite and senior executives from across uh, payers, providers, uh, startups, VCs, and uh, it is our inaugural event this year. Let's talk a little bit about the history of health yep. and kind of how it leads up to this event at Vive. Mm -hmm. You know, I spent the first 14 years of my career going to medical conferences hosted by um, uh, physician societies and trade shows, and then HLTH came along, which I learned was was pronounced health, and it sure. felt like it really introduced something new to the market. And so I wanted you to kind of take me back to the beginnings there, and tell me what the spark was for for health, and what was it you kind of wanted to change in the healthcare event space. Well, we wanted to change a couple of things. Uh, the first would be the experience, right? So there are a lot of events out there and a lot of um, competing events, you know, all throughout the year. So what we try to do is bring something to market that's more of a platform. 
and we bring together a lot of the key players at health focused on innovation. So that event is very heavily focused on startups and VCs, uh, the venture arms of hospital systems, the innovation um, arc in health and healthcare, um, acquisitions, funding. So we did that event uh, first time in 2018, and the goal was to deliver really an experience. And it is really an executive event, a trade show, and a retreat all wrapped in one. And the idea behind it was is that we would move away from um, <clears throat> boring programming, uh, massive trade show booths, um, you know, a sort of uh, facilities that didn't really excite people to come to. So we designed it very intentionally um, to be experiential. So whether it was the uh, the content, the level of speakers, the types of companies, um, the food that's served throughout the event, the evening entertainment, um, you know, and, and really bringing executives together uh, in an effort to really advance the, uh, the whole marketplace. And we did that, oops, sorry, we did that successfully with health the first year. And our goal at the end of these events is to have people really want to come back the next year and walk away saying that they've had an amazing experience, but more importantly, they had an amazing business engagement uh, over the couple of days that we bring people together. Yeah, it's interesting to me how a lot of it comes down to these little details. I noticed at the event in Boston that um, companies could send ahead their uh, graphics and show up to a booth that already had um, the, the graphics there, no 10 by 10s, no extra day of setup, all these things that right. people have gotten so used to. Um, are there other sort of de other details like that that you feel like are very pro attendee? Well, the idea is, is when people arrive, we want them to focus on networking and deal making, right? So the thought of standing around in a booth for three or four days waiting for people to come by is really not our vibe. Uh, what we like to do is make it easy for the uh, and cost effective really for the, the sponsor and the exhibitor. And we focus on return on investment. So our energy goes into creating that environment, making it easy, especially for startups, because a lot of them are um, very resource strained. And what we want to do is give them a level playing field. So if they have a great logo, they have a small team, um, we take care of the rest. And then what we add on to that is curated networking, which is really the key for our event. So we'll have our Funding Founders Program, and that hosts several thousand meetings over a three-day period that brings together CEOs and founders of startups with VCs in curated scheduled meetings. And for companies that are not startups, we have what's called our Hosted Buyer Program. And that brings uh, probably double the amount of meetings. But that's with buyers from employers, payers, providers, uh, life sciences companies and government together with the other companies that opt into the program. And both programs are very successful and a cornerstone of what we deliver. It sounds like that's a big piece of what you described as um, the platform mentality. Mm -hmm. um, ways yeah. to connect um, digitally even before you start networking in person. Well, it takes the random approach out, right? It gives 
everyone opting into those programs the opportunity to do their work prior to the event. So they set these meetings up, they're scheduled, they take place in a hosted buyer lounge <clears throat> or a funding founders lounge. Um, you show up for your meeting, you're brought to your table, they're timed. If either party doesn't show up, we work right away to reschedule the meetings. And they're really meant to act as a kickoff. And we do vet the buyers and the VCs uh, we also make sure the startups qualify. So everybody going into this is heavily vetted and we have the best quality companies and buyers and VCs. And you know we leave the rest to them. Um, but what it does for smaller companies that again don't have the resources coming to an event like health is it allows them to get in front of uh, VCs yeah. especially. Now the, the hosted buyer meetings are double opt-in. The, the funding founders meetings are driven by the investors got it, got it. Um, mm -hmm. those two programs put together ballpark of how many meetings happened in in the last health conference yeah um, I would say at the last health we roughly 6,000 meetings and you know we we look for that to grow significantly at the 22 event and even though we did have record attendance at the Boston event that just took place in October and what um, were those general numbers so we had about 6,700 in-person attendees and another 900 digitally. Okay. And you know, for us, uh, given the climate and everything going on, um, those numbers were about 40% higher than we expected. But I think you know, it was at a good time and people just really are ready to get back to live. And events. just to be fair, to put it in perspective, did you say you started in 2018 or 2017? 2018 was our first okay. event. We had about 3,500 yeah, attendees. So, yeah, it's, um, it's important. Yeah. And, you know, again, our goal is not to grow. It's not a numbers game for us, right? It's nice to have increased attendance, but we only view that as successful if the demographics are stay very strong. So we need to have um, roughly 40% of our audience being C-suite. Yeah. yeah. And that we can't go below that. Um, that's really what we deliver is an executive networking the right people having the right meetings and then giving you those That's metrics right. coming back so it could kind of plateau in terms of total size uh and then Absolutely. the amount that gets done increases uh exponentially over time yeah i think we don't want it to grow beyond a certain okay. point because then what you end up with is either um a zoo know, eight and eight to ten thousand people that you really don't yeah. feel are the best match for the companies that are there um, and it, it just dilutes everyone's experience. Now, I have to ask, it's been a crazy couple of years for people who are in the event yeah. business and the in-person event business. And I wonder if you could just tell mm -hmm. me a war story about a moment when something felt like it was going to fall through. You really had to, you dealt with some really, some real uncertainty and had to, had to pull through. Well, you know, just one thing. <laughs> Um, I, I think, you know, our joke here is maybe we should just start planning events in two months, <laughs> right? Um, you know, the, I think the 21 event in October was particularly difficult because we were dealing with vendors that were shut down for nine months. So we really were, we went on for months without vendors having any staff to dedicate to the event. Um, we, you know, one story in Boston is our, our, um, our registration spiked so significantly at the end, uh, we went to increase our food orders and we're told there's no more food. 
uh, and this was this was a week out. They said, you know, the supply chain issues. Um, we can't even. We had to cancel certain uh, vendors because they can't get the the tin for their cans to make. You know, it was that bad. So we ended up bringing in a whole series of food trucks at Health um, to augment the the food issue. But I think for everybody just across the board, it was it was the yeah. same, right? So you know, exhibitors and sponsors came in late, vendors came back online late. Um, our team was working on two events at once. So I think that's just you know, kind of the reality of where we are. Right are there now. ways in which you feel like it's positively impacted your team or even and even the conference mm -hmm. to have to be that flexible and just have a different mindset? Sure. Um, I think the biggest thing is, you know, although we're not fans of virtual events or digital events, the importance of on-demand digital content really became the key issue for us. So, you know, for us, what that means is we do have digital attendees. Uh, it's a it's a small percentage of what we have, but it's it's an it's a it's a way to extend the event to a broader audience that can't make it. But also for the attendees that do, which is really what we reserve our content for the registrants from the event. It's an opportunity for them to spend more of their time networking at the event. And then after the event, they can access the content and really listen to it on demand. So that's been a that's been a something for us that was really uh, a big takeaway. Yeah. I think the other thing is that companies are learning to uh, approach events in a far more cost-effective and efficient manner. And I think that's good for everyone. What we like to do is put together an event that creates the experience, and we've always advocated for companies coming and focusing on those meetings and the experience, but also a return on their investment. So I feel like it's more of a partnership and an understanding now that we didn't have two, three years yeah. ago. Speaking of partnerships, we're having this conversation yep. partly because Health and, and Startup Health have announced a, a multi-year collaboration. Um, and I understand right. that your knowledge of and relationship with Startup Health goes back a ways. Um, and I wonder if you could yeah. just sort of um, talk, to, talk to that for a second and sort of explain what gave you the confidence to um, partner with Startup Health. So I've known Unity and Steve for probably 10 years and have always been fans of what a fan of what you do. I think the key for me in the beginning of the relationship at my last company was really focusing on um, building the startup presence and Startup Health was a key player in helping us to do that. And along the way, um, the relationship just continued to grow and we are, our, our goals and our efforts were very much aligned. So we've always had a relationship with Startup Health. Where we are now is that, you know, health has become a major platform for the innovation ecosystem. And of course, with the audience and the, the reach that Startup Health has, it's a natural partnership. So as we look to move into the next phase of what we're doing with launching Vive and having Health, so we'll have two annual events, you know, we only look for very strong partners that can add to the event in a significant way, right? And I think Startup Health for us does that. There's a, um, a media component, there's a reach into VCs, there's reach into the life sciences community, the startup community. Um, there's an understanding of the importance of advancing health and care for all, uh, the Moonshots program. So I think just in terms of everything that you're doing and what we're trying to accomplish, it's a perfect partnership. You know, one important alignment that I see is just this long-term commitment to this market and to innovation. You know, we talk a lot about 25-year goals, these health moonshot goals. 
and you know this isn't a a single media partnership that we're doing with you but it's a it's a long-term relationship and i wonder if you could speak right. to the importance of long-term thinking in your business and really mm -hmm. having a, a multi-year approach to these kinds of things yeah, I think, you know, the long-term piece is key because it allows us to establish and build something together, right? We can, we can build an audience, we can build a, a, a brand, we can build a platform that people look forward to coming back to. And I think there's something about consistency and longevity that is really important right now. Um, you know, look, marketing partnerships or media partnerships, are those can be in and out each year. That's fine. Um, I don't feel that you can build off of those outside of the event. We look at our events in a way that they're, they're, they're a moment in time, but they're also a continuation, um, or we look at it before, during, and after. Okay, so there's, you know, especially on the content side, with, with podcasts, with, you know, the, the magazine, with thought leadership, with, um, you know, supporting each other throughout the year, and then using health and vibe as touch points to bring everyone together. So I think for us, in order to accomplish that, uh, through a partnership, we have to have someone or an organization that looks at things very much the same way. So for us, you know, Startup Health checks all of those boxes. Yeah, that makes, that makes a lot of sense. Remind me how, so we're talking about Vive uh, in Miami in March and then Health coming back in Las Vegas in, when is that again? It's November, November. 13th through 16th. Remind me yes. the, uh, how, you, um, how you see these as distinct events. Right. So health, you know, uh, as a company, uh, focuses on bringing the, the, the entire ecosystem of health and healthcare together. We do that twice a year. Uh, health would be one where we focus on innovation and looking forward. Uh, that is where startups play a critical role at that event. And companies focused on innovation and unique partnerships, uh, you know, companies that are outside of the traditional healthcare type companies and we'll go into our fifth year in Vegas in 22. Um, Vive for us is more around the business of healthcare and the business of hospital systems. It's more focused on um, information technology uh, companies and you know, you'll see traditional EHRs there, but you also really will look to the startups and that whole component of the event that still focus on the innovation in that whole arena. It's, it's very important that we look forward at both events. So whereas health is really focused on startups, Vive is much broader and focuses on companies of all sizes with startups playing a, an important role. And we think delivering some of the more interesting yeah. stuff. Um, Rich, what do, you want, what do you want health to be known for as you look ahead in the next few years mm -hmm. and there's an even more uh, maturing of this company and the market? I think it's very simple. We want to make a difference. And we can only do that if we focus on the right things and bring the right thought leaders and the right companies together. Yeah. It's, it's very simple. Yeah. So if we're in this and, and wasting our time or other people's time, what's the point? So we just want to make a difference. Yeah. That's awesome. Um, I, think that's, I think that's good. I think uh, any, any last words of wisdom for folks who are coming to the, to the conference in March or thinking about uh, next November? I think with both events, you know, we offer an opportunity for people to really prepare before they get okay. there. So we talked about two of our networking programs. The other one is our Connect program, and that's for all attendees. So we have 
Uh, it's called Vive Connect or Health Connect, depending on which event, and it's an opportunity to set up meetings before you get there. And you know, especially with health, because it's going to its fifth year, it's a very busy event for people. So we like people to understand what they're getting into and prepare for it and make the best of it. And also both events have a little bit of fun as well. Yeah, I can I can speak to that. Uh, it's a great a great um, schedule. Uh, the last event in Boston. Yeah. Cool, Rich. Thanks all right. for all the work that you're doing. Thanks, Logan. Thanks for listening to Startup Health Now. Startup Health invests in health transformers from around the world who are committed to achieving audacious health moonshots. If you want to learn how you can join this community of entrepreneurs, or if you want to connect with one of our 380 companies, go to startuphealth.com. If you'd like to learn how you can invest in our Health Moonshot Impact Fund in collaboration with AngelList, go to healthmoonshots.com. Thanks for listening to Startup Health Now. We'll be back next week.